Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision podcast with a very special guest this week, Tim Cosby. And he's going to talk about some really, really, uh, really cool things. In fact, probably one of the most important things for leaders in an organization, uh, and that is to keep your highest valued asset. I'm going to leave you hanging there. Tim, thanks for being on the show. Hey, How are you today? Thanks, Kerry. I'm do- doing great in sunny Grand Rapids, Michigan here. Very good. Well, um, the, the for, for you listeners, uh, Tim and I are on Zoom, and we I do this to, uh, so that he and I can see each other while we talk. And so uh, Tim's got a cool setup. His, uh, his office is, is blue. He's got his logo set up. You were, did you do this before Zoom <laughs> or did you do it as a, as a result of Zoom? You know, I did it as a result of Zoom. I found myself on Zoom about six hours a day and I hated my background. So mm-hmm. I just said, I'm just going to put our logo on the back wall here. And that way, every time I'm talking, people can see it. Very <laughs> nice. It's smart. I like the way you did that. Um, Okay, so you you have got a, uh, a a history of helping leaders in organizations, but I uh, I want to I don't want to go too far back in that history. Um, it, you hit a a pivotal point in your career, um, based on our our sort of conversation before before we started this podcast, um, and that pivotal moment was. Uh, I guess it was sort of a, um, a, a aha moment. Would you call it that? Um, yeah, we've had lots of aha moments, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that's um, where, where you've sort of uh, pivoted your business to what it is today. Yeah. Well, um, I, I tell people that when we started out uh, in 2010, uh, my co-founder and I, we called ourselves two men in a trunk <laughs> because it was just us two. And we had a vision and uh, we said, you know, let's go for it. We didn't have any financial backing. You know, nobody from uh, Northern California was uh, financing our vision. Right. And we just set out and said, you know, we, we think that what we're doing here is really important. And we thought, you know, if we develop, we were both educators and trainers. And we said, mm-hmm. you know, if we develop something, then and if it's really good, then people will come. Yeah. If you build it, they'll come. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mm. work that way. So, um, yeah, we've had lots of lots of twists and turns. And I think as I look back, we had a vision, but it wasn't very big. Mm. And I don't think I fully realized that visions are living, growing things. And they're kind of like kids. They, mm. they grow in ways that you just didn't expect. So mm. we had all sorts of expectations. And I would say that <laughs> very few of those expectations were met in the way that we thought they would be. Um, okay. Let me, let me pause you there. Cause I, I, I think I mentioned that we, I love to get a couple of key takeaways and I think I just got my first one, which is make sure your vision's big enough uh, when yeah. you start, make sure it's big enough. And, and there's also a uh, maybe a sub bullet under that. Make sure that you don't confuse a big vision with, immediate expectations. 
Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to put it. And that's really hard to do at the outset mm-hmm. because um, even though you think things are really clear, uh, as you look back on it, as I look back on it now, um, you know, the way things are today, nothing like what we expected 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's just lots of twists and turns, always changing. And uh, you really have to be agile as a leader. Oh, you got to be yeah. willing to change. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you're, uh, this is roughly around the 2016 timeframe. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you got, you say, okay, this is the direction we need to go in. Talk to me about that point. Talk to me about, um, sort of what happened after that. Yeah. Well, we were actually at a university at the time, a university had contracted us to come and start what they later called their center for empowerment coaching. Hmm. And the president had been to one of our training workshops and said, this is what I've been looking for. I want this on my campus. So they contracted us and kind of made a place for us on their campus. And over a period of about four years, we trained about 175 leaders and Hmm. did a lot of great things. We helped them increase their freshman retention rate from about 62% to 80% in Mm. four years. Mm. And uh, it was just a, it was a really good time, but our contract came to an end there. Mm. And we realized that while we were there, I mean, they were basically supporting us a hundred percent. And it it was a really, did you fall into that? um, You know, for a lot of, a lot of business owners, when they start, they get that first contract. And they forget about looking for other contracts. Did you fall into that trap? I hate to say, I hate to admit it, but yes, we did. And, you know, it's like, I know better now, Mm -hmm. but uh, things were, it was a really good gig and we were just having such a great time. We developed a lot of programs. We grew a lot. It was a great experience. I, I would never trade it for anything, but it, it kind of came to an end. And as you know, visions don't always play out how you think they will. Mm. So we were kind of back out on our own again. It it kind Mm. of felt like. And so this was a couple of years, two years. Yeah, this was uh, actually, we started there at the, at the university in 2012. And then we, uh, we ended our contract with them in about early 2016. Okay. All right. And, and we were trying to take Um, we were a coaching training organization and we were trying to take coaching to organizations and found out that organizations don't, didn't really want coaching or Mm. they thought they were already doing it. What they wanted was the results of coaching. And Mm. so we were at least smart enough to hire a marketing firm to come alongside us and really help us to develop our brand and marketing. And, and that's when we developed real retention and said, okay, instead of focusing on coaching, let's really focus on the results of coaching and let's help companies keep their best people, which is Mm. kind of what, what you started this segment out with today. And we realized that at the end of the day, um, company leaders really don't care how you help them keep their best people. <laughs> they just want to keep their best people and, mm. and it keeps them awake at night. You know, they okay. got these next gen leaders and they're thinking, wow, where are they going to go next? Mm. So, so well, that's the teaser that I, that I led the show with, which is your, your most valued asset uh, is your people. So how do you keep your people? And that's Tim's work tip. Uh, and, and Tim, 
you you talked about something when I think it's my um, second takeaway, which is don't focus on uh, maybe don't focus on the name of your product or service, focus on the results that your customer want. Yeah, I think we, we were both educators and trainers and uh, we were really focusing on the how and the mm. process because that was really important to us. Yeah. And, yeah. and we found that companies really could care less about how you do that. It's like, if you're successful, then just come in and do this. And we don't really care how you do it. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I know that now. And, but I, I, I had someone tell me um, not too long ago, um, because I was asking about, you know, a, a certain uh, return on investment. And the feedback was, um, well, you know, we don't really worry about that. What I really want you to appreciate is our process. <laughs> and I and I literally started laughing like uh-huh. uh, that that that's how you get to where I need to go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care as long as you don't harm anybody and it's in truth and honesty. We're good. Yeah, but I need you to execute. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, I love it. All right, keep going. So then, yeah. so then once you figured out, surely that after that moment you were um, it was smooth sailing, right? Yeah, for a little while. You know, until the next squall came up, until the next big windstorm came up. Um, I mean, as soon as we went to real retention and, you know, we had a great elevator speech. It's like, hey, Tim, what do you do? Well, I own a company called Real Retention and we help companies keep their best people. Well, they're like, well, tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. And so that really caught on. And uh, because we were focusing on the results. Mm. And so what happened was that we were kind of victims of our own success. And we had some really large companies, you know, 8,000 employees or whatever, with Mm -hmm. locations all across the United States. And we started, you know, going and doing training. That was back in the days when you could actually go to them and do a training. Right, 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 right. (laughs) That was was kind of fun. And it it was really, really successful. We helped one company uh, increase their retention from 19% to 60% in about 12 months and figured it saved them about three and a half million dollars. Talk about return on investment. There you go. It was was amazing. Um, Okay. So, so just um, let's, let's give me, I want to give the listeners a little teaser. Give, give someone, there's, there's a leader that just, their ears just perked up. Give them just one thing they can do now. Just one thing they can do right now to, to get started. They're going to have to hire you to get fully to that 60%, but give them just one. <laughs> um. Well, I, you know, I mean, they, they can go to our website, realretention.com, and we have all sorts of resources. And uh, they could also go to conversationalmanagement.com mm-hmm. because that's our product. Mm. Um, that's something that they could just do right now. Mm. Mm. Okay. And we'll get, to, we'll get to that, to that product there in a second. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Keep going with the story. Well, um, we realized that we have been just going business to business. And, you know, I was doing most of the sales. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really successful, but we realized that we didn't really have the capacity to scale this thing. Mm. And so we were, we were kind of stuck again and, uh, and weren't really sure what to do. 
And then the marketing firm that we had hired several years earlier, um, the owner just said to me one day, he said, Tim, um, I've worked with a lot of people over the years. I work with Marcus Buckingham and I've worked with some big leaders. I've never seen better product fit than what you guys have. Mm. And I really want to make a difference in the world. And I'm wondering if you would consider partnering, to, partnering together. Mm. Let's develop wow. a strategic partnership and I'll help you scale this because mm. you don't have the capacity, you know? Mm. So, so that's what we did. And, um, you know, that was like in 2018 and 2019. Um, and we were getting ready to kind of go national with this. And we were getting really, really good response. Uh, things were going great. Um, and then COVID hit. Mm. So just I, when you thought you'd figure it all out, right? I, I, I'm, I know I'm talking to hundreds of leaders out there today that are just kind of looking back on that and going, Oh my goodness, that yeah, was an incredible yeah. moment. Like, yeah, because your business was 100% going to, to a physical location. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. it was. Wow. So, and we were currently working with some organizations and we were doing live training and it's like, all of a sudden it just, it was like somebody turned off the garden hose mm. <laughs> just like overnight and we basically had to develop an entirely new business plan. Overnight. So that was, uh, you know, you talk about how visions, uh, you know, I, they're living, growing things. I think they, you have to be, kind of hold them loosely, at least the way you're envisioning them working out. And we would mm. have never, of course, and you wouldn't have either, right? You would no. have never figured that it wouldn't no. work out that way. You know, they, they, I've heard um, the impact to the world of, that COVID had, I've heard it referred to as the great accelerator, meaning uh -huh. everything that was going to happen in the next five years just got accelerated. So, so the, uh, you know, maybe in five years, it would have eventually gradually, you would have been done uh, more online, less face-to-face, -face. Right. but it's a, and we help organizations with their strategic transformation efforts. And, you you had to transform overnight. Yeah. And I wish that I could just sit here and say, man, we handled that well. Mm. <laughs> um, we went through some really, really tough periods, all of us. And we're all, you know, we've been in business for a long time. And I think, you know, mature leaders and everything. But I tell you what, we had to really regroup because mm. things are, if you remember back in March and April of, of 2020, things were changing like every day. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and you, it's like, how, how do you even plan for this? So, uh, so we, we just kind of said, okay, well, we got to put our heads together. We still want to make, um, you know, the workplace better by mm. making better managers. So that vision hadn't really changed, mm. but the way we were going to go about that had to change. And so wow. we, just, we had to sit down and say, how do we do this? And I think what's interesting for you specifically is at a moment in time when your customer needed you more than ever, you were having to re-engineer your business. You were, you were, you were, rebuilding the plane in air yeah and that's that's that feels pretty scary yeah yeah okay so 
Well, talk to me about the pivots you made, the, the adjustments you made, and and sort of uh, how you managed through that. Yeah. Yeah, we did that new dance called the pandemic pivot. Uh-huh. Um, it's really, that's a really hard, hard dance to learn, but, mm. but we did. And we just said, okay, well, if we can't go, you know, business to business and do live trainings, then we've got to do this online. Mm. And uh, it wasn't like we hadn't been doing any online training before then. We've been doing some online training since about 2012, but, but we did not have our entire program ready to be delivered online Online, yeah and that was a pretty heavy lift and you know it took about probably 60 days to Mm. kind of work through all that stuff and get all your materials ready and then you know your marketing changes and um i think that's when that's the that's the times when your vision is really tested yeah and and something inside goes uh is this really what you wanted to do Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is this really going to work? Um, and so I, I think, you know, we, we've gone through a lot of those kind of moments. And my guess is that there, you have a lot of listeners out there today that might be feeling that same thing. You hit a wall and you just go, I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, uh, other than um, it's it, it sometimes, sometimes it's just uh, you get to a point where you don't keep searching for the answer, go and do, just don't stay still. Right. You, you know, you may, you may make the wrong move, but as long as you can recover from it, but don't let this thing paralyze you. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I think one of the things that helped us to do that is that we had a team. Mm. So we had a, we had a small group of people and we were all committed uh, we put everything we've had into this. There was, mm. we had nothing to go back to. So yeah. there was yeah. no, uh, temptation to retreat because we had right. nothing to retreat right. to. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that, that is sort of the, um, that's the sort of a, a moment, a big shift in your business. Um, so t- tell me about it now. How, how are things you made that, uh, necessary? You, you didn't have a choice. But you made the pivot, you made the adjustments. Tell me about how it's working out now. Well, one of the companies that we were working with before the pandemic hit, and we had done some in-person live training with them, um, COVID came just as we were kind of in the middle of that. Hmm. So it kind of stopped what we were doing with them. But I had already trained a dozen of their kind of their executive team. And so they had experienced kind of the core of, of our conversational management training. And we have a follow-up program that's online and it's like one hour a week and you get on Zoom and you basically coach each other. You kind mm. of use the skills that we taught. So I was doing that with these senior leaders from this company that we had been working with. And what they discovered was, Tim, this is helping us during COVID. I mean, we're actually using these skills right now. And this is what we needed. This is perfect timing. More than ever, right? (laughs) Right? And it's like, wow, who'd have ever guessed that, right? Mm. So, um, but what it did for us is that since we were able to go virtual, um, they've got, uh, I don't know eight locations, uh, about five states. Yeah. So there was no way we were going to be able to train all their managers uh, in person. So now virtually, 
you know, we trained 85 managers in a month online. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. More and, efficient and more efficient. And they had a great time. There's no travel. There's no food expense. There's no time away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so in, in, in context of a, um, let's call it a, not a, not a hundred percent remote, but the future of a, um, fractional full-time office team, let's call yeah. it for, yeah. for, for almost every organization and the need to the constant need to make, um, for your, for your team to think critically through the challenges they'll face to effectively communicate that back to you in yeah. a very, very efficient way. Talk to me about the work you guys do, the product that you have and how it helps that effort. Well, I think the, the product we have uh, at the end of the day is really focused on managers mm-hmm. and it helps them to have better conversations and build better relationships, mm-hmm. which increases engagement and lost productivity and empowerment and creativity and, and all those kinds of things. So we're coming in with what we call an operating system. This is mm-hmm. a new operating system, mm-hmm. I think, for leaders, period. Mm-hmm. So it's not a new program. It's, it's kind of like the operating system of my, of my phone uh, is different than the apps that I have on my phone. And so right. this is not a new app. This is actually the undergirding operating system. And it teaches you how to ask good open-ended questions, mm. which 99% of leaders don't know how to do. They think right. they do, but they right. don't. Right. Um, and reflective listening, which leaders are notoriously bad at listening well. And mm-hmm. I'm included in that. Sure, so, sure. so I'm speaking from experience there. Um, and then our, our program helps them to learn how to give uh, positive and corrective feedback in kind of a new way. I've, I've never really come across a model that I really felt comfortable with in giving critical feedback or corrective feedback. So a company asked us, hey, could you do that? So we did. We developed mm. one and, it, and it's working. So we're able to go in and start working with managers. And once they're equipped to have these better conversations, ask better questions, listen better, then what that does is it puts the responsibility in the court of the employee. Mm. So it's no longer me giving you solutions. It's Mm. me saying, well, you know, Casey, what do you, what have you tried? You know, Mm. what, what has worked for you? Mm. I mean, you've been doing this longer than I have. So what do you think you Mm. should do? You know, Mm. kind of a thing. And at the end of the day, that's really what managers want. They want employees that are creative and can solve problems. Right. Um, and they don't want to be answering everybody's question every minute of the day. So, sure. so that's what our, that's what our model really helps leaders do. And it really oh, sets great. people free. That's great. I love that. So I know that you, um, you know, if I, if I were to ask you this question in, uh, t- at the end of 2019, uh, you would have never been able to predict, uh, COVID obviously none of us could have, however, I'm going to ask you the question. Tell me about what you think the next five years hold. What's your vision for the next five years? Yeah, that's interesting. We just did a web a webinar for HR.com um, leaders all across the world. And they asked us to do this because they said that coaching and mentoring were kind of the number one 
uh, topic among HR leaders mm. right now. Mm. Um, so we started out as a coaching training company and mm. then moved into kind of management. So we, we know how to coach and we know how to train coaches and managers and all that kind of stuff. But the, what we're seeing in the workplace, a couple things, we're seeing coaching go internal. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with a company, a global company, uh, Wolverine Worldwide. I'll even mention their name. They're just a great client, but they wanted us to develop internal coaches. That's great. Them, so yeah. that their 5,000 employees could have internal coaching without having to pay an external coach like me sure. a lot of money to do that, right? So coaching is going internal. The second thing that we see happening over, over the next five years is because of the demographic change in the marketplace, you know, mm -hmm. um, next gen leaders uh, that would be, you know, iGen, maybe up to 40 years old, mm -hmm. um, pretty soon they're going to be at least half of the workforce, right? And <clears throat> A lot of companies don't have a plan for developing next generation leaders. Mm. They don't have a pipeline going. They mm. don't know how to do it. And the old ways that we used to do it, my generation, sure. um, you can't just tell people what to do. You yeah. know, so you have to have an empowering way. So I think the next five years for us is really going to be focused on equipping leaders to develop next generation leaders. Oh, so cool. I love that. Okay. So you mentioned it earlier, but I want you to say it again. Where, where, what's, where do people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah. Just go to realretention.com. Okay. And there's a contact form on there. Just reach out to me. I'll, I'll get right back to you. Uh, my phone number is on the website. Yeah. Um, and again, you can go to conversationalmanagement.com too and okay. learn about the program and stuff. But um, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to to get a hold of us. Okay, very good. And you are you active on any social media platforms at all? Yeah, you know, we're on LinkedIn and Facebook yeah. and you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. So people can just look up real retention on any of those and find us. Very good. Well, Tim, I've got my three uh, key takeaways, which is uh, always a goal. The good news is in this podcast, I think I had my three takeaways in the first 10 minutes. So uh, there were probably many more, but I'll, I'll keep it at three. Thanks for being a guest on the show each week. Our, our, our we have a simple goal just to really um, help leaders unlock that vision that's caged and uh, clearly articulate it to their employees. And, and obviously uh, with this podcast, retain those key employees. So thanks for being on a guest. Carrie, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Just great to meet you. Hope that we can uh, connect again. And uh, thanks to all of your listeners here today. Yes, sir. Have a great time. Okay. See thanks. You.